Women Taking the Lead, episode 229. You know, for me, the biggest learning that I had, Jody, over the, the course of the past five years is that the degree to which you're willing to fail is the degree to which you are able to succeed. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. I want to thank FreshBooks for being a sponsor of this episode of Women Taking the Lead. Their cloud accounting software is great even if you're not a numbers person, especially if you are not a numbers person. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Kelly Roach, and as a former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive where she was promoted seven times in eight years, Kelly brings a powerful combination of proven and profitable business growth strategies coupled with the mindset, wellness, and productivity practices required to help entrepreneurs build a profitable business around a life they absolutely love. Kelly runs business coaching programs, mastermind groups, online courses, and does private consulting with individuals and organizations. And for those of you who remember TJ Jones, who was already on this podcast and did an amazing interview, he introduced me to Kelly. And of course, instantly I said yes. And Kelly, from what I know about you, this is just the highlight reel of what you've got going on and who you are in the world. So if you would tell us a little bit more about you and your own humble beginnings. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, Jody, thank you so much for having me and for the the very generous introduction. I really appreciate that. And in terms of our listeners, you know, I came from a background of financial struggle and, you know, a family that was just above the poverty line all growing up. And so when I began my professional career and ultimately decided to become an entrepreneur, my mission in the world was really to help people not have to experience the financial pain, the struggle and the hardship that I did growing up. And it's really why I've always had the the passion and drive to create success for myself and take ownership of my life and ultimately why I became an entrepreneur because I knew what I wanted out of life and I also knew that I couldn't be relying on a job or another person to be creating that. I needed to go out and, and create that from the ground up for myself. So my, my vision and my goal for my life, Jody, is to help people to create a life of significance and purpose, to live a life of financial freedom and abundance, and to fulfill their high highest potential by by doing that through growing their own freedom-based business. And so all of my products and programs are really designed to help fulfill kind of those three components in the way that I touch anyone that I come in contact with. Amazing. And Kelly, just from your bio and hearing it in your voice, I mean, to be an NFL cheerleader, to kill it in the corporate world, and now to have a thriving, successful business and still have a life while you're doing that, you've clearly, you know, are a go-getter, you know what you want, you've gone at it, you've got a lot of confidence. But where I always love to start off my guests is those, those moments where we can all connect with as human beings. It's like the lowest of the low, those, those moments when we're playing small and I know the even the most successful people out there have moments where they doubt themselves and might hold themselves back a little bit. So if you would share with us your playing small story and the lessons you've learned from it. 
Sure. Well, one of my most important lessons in becoming an entrepreneur that was very, very difficult for me, Jody, and I think your audience will probably relate to this is, you know, I went from flying high in a corporate setting where I had complete control over everything that I was doing. I knew my job inside and out. I was on top of my game. I had spent a decade building my reputation. And I went from that to nothing as an entrepreneur, starting over, having to promote myself. And it was incredibly scary. It was humbling. It was frustrating. And, you know, for me, the biggest learning that I had, Jody, over the, the course of the past five years is that the degree to which you're willing to fail is the degree to which you are able to succeed. And that was an incredibly challenging lesson for me because especially coming from that background, which I know you have a lot of very successful driven women that are listening today, you know, they're, they're probably walking that same tightrope that I was of, you don't want to have that, that sense of embarrassment, rejection, um, you know, the, the struggle and strain of starting all over again in this new realm, but it's the only way to have a profitable path forward for your future. So I just want to share that for starters. Secondly, what I'll add, Jody is that I get asked this question about, you know, failures and playing small and mistakes on podcasts very often. And I always last laugh when I get asked the question, uh, because, you know, I, I think that when people see someone running a business like I do, or maybe like you do, um, they see we have, you know, teams and, and all of these things going on with the launches and, and the people and the programs and all of that. But what they don't see behind the scenes was my first launch that was a complete failure that made no sales, uh, my first webinar that was a complete failure that barely anyone showed up to that made no sales. And I could go through literally every single thing that I am doing in the business today, Jody. and I will tell you, it, it was all a complete failure before it was a success. So I don't have one story about it, but I can tell you it was probably um, within the last hour that I had my, <laughs> my last failure, if that makes sense to you. I, Absolutely makes sense to me. I wish when I was going through my coaching certification program, like that had been underlined, like whenever you try something new, like give it your best shot and be okay with whatever the results are. Because typically the first time you go out there and you're promoting something, whatever new thing you're promoting, it, it isn't the, the raging success you hope it to be, but you've at least gotten started. Like you've taken the first step. And the other thought I had and what, what, uh, what you pulled out of me was the thought of, okay, we know the saying, do something every day that scares you. So you'll stretch your comfort zone. And I think for entrepreneurs, is you need to add the line and be accepting of failure because it will come often when you put yourself out there. Absolutely. I think, you know, as an entrepreneur and, and coaching entrepreneurs, I think one of the things we teach our clients is like, you've got to change the mind frame you have around failure to it's an experiment. Like it's something you try, you see what works, you see what don't works, you recalibrate it and try again. And it sounds like you've done that often. <laughs> Oh my gosh, absolutely. And you know, two of the things that I tell my coaching clients in all of my programs every single day, Jody, two things. Number one, you you will fail before you will succeed at anything that you do as an entrepreneur. And that is how you will learn what works. And you can see this in quotes from Michael Jordan and Albert Einstein and all of the greats out there. They will tell you they had to fail over and over again in order to learn what works. That's number one. And number two is that, you know, those failures are, are redirecting you towards success. So what I tell my, my unstoppable entrepreneurs every day is that everything is a test. 
And as an entrepreneur, if you're not willing to take on that mindset to realize that everything that you do, you're going to do 10 times, 20 times, 100 times over. And every time you're going to refine it, improve it, increase your success with it until you finally land on that that scenario in which A plus B equals C and the energy and effort that you're getting it, putting into it is generating the result and the outcome that you're looking to get out of it. So those are two principles that I think, again, you know, if the listeners take just a few little nuggets out of this show today. I hope that those will be things that they can embrace. Absolutely. And, you know, really, and what what I'm hearing and what you say too, is also taking on the mindset of like, it's a long game. Like you're not, this isn't a one-time sprint where you collect all the rewards at the end. Like you're playing a long game. You do have time. You can experiment. You will get there. Absolutely. And, and I will say, you know, people ask, you know, if, if you could go back and tell yourself something, you know, back in 2012, when you were starting this business, what would you tell your former self? And, and that would actually be exactly it. it. It would be that this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And what I find very interesting about entrepreneurship that is very different, I believe, than the corporate world, you know, for me, um, as a corporate employee, I was the first one in, I was the last one out, I worked the hardest, I moved the fastest, I hustled the most aggressively, and I was able to get promoted seven times in eight years. And I did in just a couple years what most people do in a lifetime. It does not work that way in building your own business because there is an element of time that cannot be replaced with simply working harder. And that is what I didn't understand when I first started my business, which I do understand now. There's absolutely a compounding effect to the time and the maturity of your business that can only come with that evolution of time. It doesn't mean that you can't accelerate growth with working harder. 100% you have control and can do that. But it is a marathon, and that's why it's so important not to compromise your health, not to ruin your relationships, not to give up everything else that you love, while you build your business because it is a long journey. And if you want to have those things at the end of it, you can't give those things up at the very beginning because of course, then you're not carrying them with you all along the way. Mm -hmm. Amen. (laughs) Now, Kelly, share with us another time in your journey. And this time, it's a time when you had a wake up call or an aha moment. In crafting the story, Take us through the steps that led up to your wake-up call and then the steps you took that led to your success. Definitely. Well, I think one of the biggest wake-up calls that I had in my business was when I learned this this lesson about time and and replacing hard work with time. And, you know, I think going back to my first webinar, which, you know, webinars are now something that I'm very, very proud of in my business. I've worked very hard for years to get to the point where my webinars consistently produce sales for us. So I'll talk a little bit about that. You know, webinars are a hot topic right now, and they're being promoted very aggressively to newer entrepreneurs. And I always caution people against that because to get to the point where you can, number one, fill a webinar with people, and then number two, actually convert sales live, there's an art and a science to that. And many times it can take you years to, to have success with that, which it did in my case. Um, you know, I I think one of the wake up calls for me, Jody, was I spent about $10,000 with a coach to learn how to do webinars. And what I didn't understand when I initially did that is number one, that webinars rely almost exclusively on your ability to drive traffic with Facebook ads. And, you know, if you don't know how to drive traffic with Facebook ads yourself, it can take a year plus to learn how to do that. I mean, I've had 
one of, I've had my marketing manager in my coaching company working directly with Rick Walready since last year. And she's still not at the point where she is running scaled up ads. And we're actually still outsourcing to another company to run ads for us. So, you know, it's like, you think that sometimes you can skip over steps one, two, three, and four to get to step five, and that's just not the case. So what do I mean by that? Webinars rely on Facebook ads. Having a webinar that converts relies on having an audience that's ready, an audience that's nurtured, an audience that's groomed, that's been following you and consuming your content and building a rapport and affinity with you. And I think one of the biggest misnomers out there with building your business is that you can copy and paste a strategy from someone that's doing it. And no matter what stage of business you're in, that you can skip over you know, steps one, two, three, and four and go right to five if you work with the right person or if you copy and paste the right strategy. And what I learned in that moment is you, when you go into a project, you have to understand all of the other things that that strategy relies upon. And you have to make sure that your business has the maturity and the readiness to able to be able to effectively execute that strategy. And I, I know that's a little bit of a complex thing to be thinking about, but I, I think just overall in life, you know, and, and with ba- business, you, you have to learn patience. You have to learn that there is a time element to success and that, you know, people that are utilizing any strategy and doing it really, really well worked very hard usually for a period of years to get to that point. And chances are you as a new entrepreneur aren't going to just step in, copy and paste what they're doing and generate the same result. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I love that you're saying this, Kelly, because I, I've met many, you know, new entrepreneurs, especially coaches, but not limited to coaches, service providers who want to skip, you know, go right from starting their business to having an online business and and doing it like successfully within the first year. And I know a lot of people who have invested thousands of dollars the first year in their business. And there is always an investment, but the focus of their investment was on things like doing webinars, you know, and I, and I remember like, just thinking like, you don't have a community yet. Like you haven't harnessed your skills. You don't have a body of work. You don't have a system. You don't, you know, there isn't like, there's no meat to the business yet, but you're out there just selling coach, like a generic coaching package. And I was just like, whoa, that's that's like building a house without setting the foundation. So to hear you say this is like, thank you. Thank you. I think more newbie business owners need to hear this, not to be like, oh, you've got it all wrong and your ideas are too high or your expectations are too high. But to have someone like you, Kelly, to say, look, there is a process to it. There is a step. It's not cookie cutter. It's customized, you know, but you will get there. But with patience and, and that combination of the, the hard work and just smarts about the online business, you will get there. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's something that I just recently started speaking out about so much, Jody, because I, I it upsets me greatly seeing how many new entrepreneurs are just frustrated and devastated. They have huge passion. They want to make an impact. They want to make a difference in the world. They are talented and capable and hardworking people, and they're being disappointed and let down over and over again because they're trying all of these strategies that are basically being shoved in their face online, mm-hmm. yep. right? <laughs> and, and they're doing 
their best to keep up. And and actually what I've done, Jody, is I've now started teaching the separation between level one and level two strategies. And I'm teaching that because I'm trying to help new entrepreneurs understand here is what will work for you when you're under $100,000. And here's what you need to be focused on right now versus my higher level entrepreneurs. Here's the level two scalable strategies. And what's happening, Jody, is Everything that's being advertised and promoted are these quote unquote scalable strategies. The problem with scalable strategies is you need to have maturity and audience and subscribers and followers and affinity for those scalable strategies to work. So here we have brand new entrepreneurs trying to implement these scalable quote unquote strategies when it's going to take them three to five years to actually get them working. And then by the time they get them working, they're broke and they're out of business and they've given up on their dream. So I'm really trying to speak out about this and clarify, it's not you, it's not your fault. You know, you just have to understand the difference between what you need to be working on if you're under a hundred K and you're just getting started versus what you need to be working on once you're in the multiple six figures at the seven figure market and beyond. I appreciate that because I think there is, you know, this expectation that's being put out there or, you know, like people are getting sold that like, oh, you know, you can reach seven figures overnight, you know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. no, those people who are teaching that it took them years Mm -hmm. to get to seven figures. And it's not always seven figures net. (laughs) It's like, or like six figures net. That's the other big myth out there that people are like, I have a six figure business. And it's like, well, what's your net? What's your profit mm-hmm. off of that? Because there are a lot of six-figure businesses that take six figures to run. Oh, 100%. It's so interesting that you said that. I just had my legacy leaders group out in Vegas uh, two weeks ago with me, and I did a whole session on understanding conversion ratio and and understanding net versus you know revenue and really making sure that you understand your net goals and you're focused on your net goals, not your revenue goals, because it's really confusing with the information that's being put out there, and it can really lead people down the wrong path. So I think just you know aligning yourself with someone that can really be real with you and help you to understand what is going to work for you at the stage that you're at, especially in the beginning when most people have limited time, limited budget, and limited team. Of course, the strategies need to be different from someone like myself, for example, that has a team of five people, that has a marketing person full-time where we can spend you know, thousands of dollars on ads every month. That's totally different, and it would be unfair for me to say, oh, you know, just do this, this, and this, and, and you'll be there for someone that I know there's no way that they can go out there and implement that right now. Love that. And Kelly, another thing I always love to ask my guests about is their leadership style. Because one thing I'm very clear on is that it's, again, it's not cookie cutter. Like our leadership style is a culmination of our experience, our personality style, our strengths. And so because of that, we're all going to lead a little bit differently. And we need to respect like what we bring to the table and adapt our leadership style to that. So Kelly, how would you describe your leadership? style. I'm really focused on my leadership style being around human development and peak potential. So uh, to give you kind of some specific things along those lines, my internal employees at my coaching company, I pay for them to have gym memberships. I require them to do some type of neuro brain retraining on an ongoing basis to help them with personal development and doing positive reinforcements of the right things and overcoming limiting beliefs. I assign a book of the month that I'm having them read. Um, I invest thousands of dollars in their personal growth as well as their business development skills beyond what they're utilizing in their direct skill set working for the company. So my belief is that as a leader, 
if you cultivate the whole person and you help them to reach their peak potential as a human being, you then create a bond and a relationship in which this person can build a lifelong career working for and with you. If you only focus on very small picture, just what you're going to get out of the relationship, then you create a short-term dynamic and a win-lose situation where obviously there's going to be a build-in expiration date to that. So my focus and my goal as a leader is to be the best mentor I can possibly be, to be the best coach I can possibly be, and to really help each of my team members become the best person they can be overall, which I believe will impact their ability to achieve their goals with the company as well. I love that. I have to say, Kelly, from my own experience, the leaders I love to follow were the ones that I knew that I could sense cared about me in my own development. Mm -hmm. You know, it was great to be a part of a, a bigger mission, but when they would genuinely express caring and interest in my goals and who I was and how I wanted to develop myself, like, I, I would just be like, whatever it takes, whatever it takes to, to make them look good, I'm going to make them look good because I was just, you know, so honored that they would take the time and, you know, pay attention to what I had going on as well. Mm-hmm. Love that. And that it, it completely changes the dynamic of that person's loyalty and what they're willing to give when they have that feeling of commitment and loyalty from you. I want to take a break here to talk about FreshBooks and their ridiculously easy accounting software. It may not be a sexy topic, but it has completely transformed how freelancers and small business owners deal with their day-to-day -day paperwork. It's not only ridiculously easy to use, it's also packed full of powerful features, like you can create and send professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds. You can set up online payments with just a couple of clicks and get paid up to four days faster. You can see when your client has seen your invoice and put an end to the guessing games. If you have any questions whatsoever, FreshBooks award-winning customer service is amazingly helpful, super friendly with zero attitude. Plus a real live person usually answers within three rings or less. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com forward slash lead and enter women taking the lead in the how did you hear about us section. Now, back to the interview. And Kelly, what's one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about and want to share with us? Sure. Well, last year I launched something called the Campaign for Humanity. And the Campaign for Humanity is kind of the umbrella name for our philanthropy efforts at Kelly Roach Coaching. So each month we select different charities to make donations to and different local organizations to donate our time to. And uh, it's really an effort to expand our reach beyond the people that can pay for our products and services. You know, I, I got on this mission because I wanted people to be able to achieve financial freedom through starting their own businesses successfully. But I do recognize that there are people around the world that even if they listen to all of my podcasts, even if they download all of my free materials, they're maybe not in a position to capitalize on that. So we're doing things like bringing clean drinking water to people around the world that don't have access. Uh, last month, we paid for a surgery through Operation Smile. We're donating money to uh, veterans groups that help returning vets get back on their feet when they get home. So I, I would say that's the thing I'm probably most excited about because it allows me to focus beyond the immediate a tangible budget that we're working on with the business and, and really look at how are we creating legacy and how are we contributing to the human family? 
I love that. So you're, you know, on the one hand, helping people who are ready for your courses to be able to have access for those. But what I'm also hearing is like, and what came to mind, because I'm a a psych major, uh, you know, in my background is, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Some people, because they're not even having their basic needs met, aren't even ready to take advantage of all of the tools that you can offer them, you know, so by, you know, supporting these organizations that are providing basic needs around the world, we're up-leveling people. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. I love it. And Kelly, on the flip side of things, what would you say is the biggest leadership or business challenge you're faced with right now? Hmm, well, you know, I, I added a lot of new staff to my team in, in this past year. And so for me, my my whole career has been coaching and developing people. And so I think I'm back to that patience word again, right? So, you know, right now I'm, I'm coaching and training three sales reps. And so it's going through that process of helping them build the right database and understand how to have effective conversations and, you know, getting them to the point where they can consistently hit their sales targets every week without me and, you know, those two, those, you know, couple things. So for me, I would say the biggest challenge is just every time you grow, you get to a plateau and then to make it to the next plateau, you have to be willing to slow down in order to speed up. And so for me, I'm at one of those stages where we grew significantly last year. We've grown significantly this year. We need to now slow down, invest in these people, bring them up. And then as we bring them up, we can get ready for that next big leap together as a team. So it's just the the patience of, of doing that the right way and giving them what they need in order to give us what we're hoping to, you know, get out of them. I so appreciate that you're, you're sharing this business challenge because I think a lot of us face this, whether we have a business or not, you know, we get to a point where we've mastered a certain skill or technique or procedure in our business and we get really good at it. And we get to a point where we have to delegate it. Right. And we might feel short on time. And the mistake I see a lot of people make is they try to get somebody else up to speed really quickly to the point where that person almost doesn't really have a chance to succeed. Like it's the expectations are high, the timeline is short, and we're just rushing through the process. I love how you're saying like, slow down, you know, so you can turn around and teach it because it's not always easy just for yourself to switch gears from being the doer to being the teacher because you can get so good at something you forget all of the steps. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, you are 100% right. And I think it's actually one of the biggest challenges that entrepreneurs face when they go to scale their business, because it is very tough to slow down. And it's, it's a little scary to slow down because you're worried you know, will the business suffer? Will we not achieve our goals? Whatever the case, you know? So, uh, yeah, definitely. But it's fun at the same time. I, I do love, I do love the process of seeing people grow and, and achieve. I mean, one of my, one of my reps, you know, just in the last 24 hours had like four sales come through and, you know, it's just exciting to see them come full circle, you know? That's amazing. All right, Kelly, now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, What is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader? I would say the number one thing is when I'm not happy with something that I'm seeing from one of my team members, the first thing that I do is try to figure out what about my leadership was causing that result before pointing the finger at them. And I think that has made a massive difference in the results and the success that I've had in leading people. That's awesome. I love that. (laughs) And what advice would you give your younger self? 
Patience, patience, patience. <laughs> um, be kind to yourself on the journey. You know, don't expect if it took you three years or five years to make it to your first six figures or multi six figures in a corporate setting, don't expect to do that overnight in a, in a business setting on your own um, with less resources and support. And and I think just you know the fact that it's a it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, and and take care of yourself along the way. Mm-hmm. And share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. I would say be the best that you can be in everything that you do. And I, I think that that's something that stuck with me since I was a young person. And, you know, I always felt that whatever I committed to, I just wanted to be the best that I could possibly be. And I think there's a lot of meaning in be the best you can possibly be so that you're not focused on the person to the left of you or the right of you. You're competing with yourself and you're challenging yourself to keep growing, keep challenging yourself, keep pushing to the highest level possible, but also to be able to always look in the mirror and feel proud of what you did and and how you did it and the fact that you know that you gave your best at the end of the day. And lastly, Kelly, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? Definitely. Well, you know, for anyone out there that's looking to start and grow a business, I would say listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, which is my podcast, is a great way to get started for free. Also on my website, we have nine different free trainings, PDFs, videos, audios that you can download right away that will help you get started. And that's kellyroachcoaching.com. And of course, you know, if you want to get in touch directly, coaching at kellyroachcoaching.com. Awesome. And for those of you who are listening, because I know you're oftentimes out for a run, driving in the car, you know you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. Just put Kelly in the search bar. Her page will come right up. And Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you so much, Jody. I really appreciate you. Before we close with the quote, I want to talk to you about what's next for you. You've been listening to my guest talk about what she's overcome to get to where she is today. What Spartan Light goals are you ready to achieve? Are you going to start public speaking, go for that big promotion, or take your business and your leadership to all new levels? If you're a hands-on learner, then the Alt-MBA program is the one for you. There are no lectures, no videos. It's rolling up your sleeves and working in groups with people who are equally in it to win it. By working on 13 projects during the month, you're constantly pushing ahead and creating a body of work as proof. It's not about passively learning. It's about actively putting those concepts into practice until they become habit. You'll rewire your brain to make new, better habits and have the platform to practice those habits. They're now accepting applications for their upcoming sessions. And to find out more, visit altmba.com forward slash women taking the lead. And for special consideration, you can mention this podcast in their application and tell them Jody Flynn sent you. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. 
We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.